And welcome into another episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen. And joining us now as we catch up on what is going on in the swine industry, Dr. Paul Sunberg with the Swine Health Information Center is on with us here today. Dr. Sunberg, always great to catch up with you, sir. I hope you're doing well. I'm doing well, Jesse. Thanks. It's always good to be with you, too. Well, we appreciate the time. We have a few different things to talk about. And the first one I want to dive in and discuss, we've talked a bit about this uh, with you and uh, Dr. Megan Niederwerder with Schick about the Wean to Harvest Biosecurity Program. And I know just last week, uh, making an announcement, the round one projects have been announced. Can you talk just a a little bit about this uh, first round of funding for projects under this program, Paul? Sure. You know, one of the uh, missions of the Swine Health Information Center is to monitor disease and analyze data, analyze industry data in the U.S. And early last year, we we had a number of points come together that pointed toward the vulnerability of the industry with biosecurity on finishing floors, on finishing sites, nursery sites. And that includes transportation, the trucks moving on and off the farms. And so the um, Schick Board of Directors put together a, a coalition with the Food Foundation for Food and Agriculture Research and Pork Checkoff to put money together to focus specifically on wean to harvest biosecurity. And that includes transportation. That's why we call it wean to harvest. The first round of proposals were, were done and um, evaluated the last, last year. Uh, we put together a, a list of industry priorities from uh, input from a broad variety of people across the industry. A lot of pork producers, a lot of transport people, veterinarians, researchers. So we've got, I think we've got some real on the ground type of research priorities. And um, that first round was done and selected and we funded projects both in transportation and site biosecurity. We're in the throes now of very quickly uh, uh, announcing another call for proposals, doing the second round as we go through this, because it's going to be a process. We know it's not going to be quick and it's not going to be easy, but it's something that we're really um, committed to focusing on to trying to help the industry with that, um, that biosecurity risk. Well, I know the first round here of projects that were awarded, you mentioned it, both transportation and on-site, you know, looking at biosecurity for both. And I just looked through the list and overall, just with this whole program, Paul, very wide variety, a wide range, but that's necessary to cover all the different aspects, you know, wean to harvest, isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. Um, everybody recognizes, I think, the risk to uh, transport trucks and going to first concentration, going to the market, and then coming back to the farms and going between sites. So we really wanted to focus on transport and uh, cleaning trailers, cleaning the cabs, um, checking to see if the trailers are clean with a new type of technology, and even routing of trucks between negative and positive sites. When you get to, to site biosecurity, there's two purposes to site biosecurity. One is biocontainment. And that means that if you have a disease on that farm, on that site, uh, the question is, how do you best keep it there and keep it, keep it from sharing with your neighbors? 
The second is bioexclusion, and that's kind of what I think people usually think about biosecurity as it's keeping things out. But we wanted to in include both biocontainment, keeping it on the farm, as well as bioexclusion, exclusion, keeping it off. Well, a lot of things to watch here, and I know as this program continues to build and, and move forward, we'll see the research and more, swinehealth.org. I know folks can stay up to date with the latest there. Speaking of the latest, Paul, I want to just transition over to some of these diseases we're watching, You know, not only with the Wean to Harvest program, but just broadly, obviously, ASF, still an issue, wondering an update there, but I know there's some other disease issues you're watching closely as well. Can you just give us a an overview of what you are watching globally right now. Yeah, ASF is continues to be the number one pig disease around the world. There's no doubt about that. Um, another farm in Germany broke. So you talk about East Europe and you've got Germany and Romania. Um, there isn't ASF yet in Denmark and they're doing everything they can do to exclude it, to make sure that it doesn't come in. But um, especially where there's a population of feral pigs, in Eastern Europe, it's very hard to contain that because that virus moves around those feral pigs and it serves as a point of infection to domestic herds. One thing about ASF too, we wanna to make sure that we mention again that it isn't a disease of people. Um, it isn't a pork safety or food safety issue. It's strictly a disease of pigs and transmits between pigs. So that's an important piece. Uh, ASF keeps moving around. We've got it in the Dominican Republic and Haiti, the island of Hispaniola in the Caribbean. Um, so far, we have the USDA and Customs and Border Protection, along with the government of uh, the Dominican Republic, has been successful in keeping it there. Um, for a long time, classical swine fever has been on that island, and it's been controlled. Um, we're hopeful that we'll have the same situation with African swine fever there. But uh, then again, it, it's a lot of pressure with that virus moving around the world the way it is. Some other things we're watching, um, Japanese encephalitis virus, and maybe a new one to hear about, that caused a big outbreak in Australia last year. Um, six to 10% of their production left. It's primarily a breeding herd disease transmitted by mosquitoes. And um, so far this year, through their summer, um, summer season, that's our winter, of course, uh, they've been very quiet with Japanese encephalitis virus there, which is good news. And we're in the process of collaborating with researchers there to understand the epidemiology and what's going on with JEV on, uh, in Australia. We've got Geta virus in China. That's a new one. That is also transmitted by mosquitoes, and it's a virus that causes breeding herd problems. And then there's Nipah virus in Bangladesh. Nipah virus is another zoonotic virus that can go between um, pigs and people. Primarily, though, it spreads from fruit bats to um, people and from person to person. It can be a very serious virus, a very serious disease, and can cause mortality in people. Um, and pigs are kind of a... Uh, an infected species on the side, but they certainly are something that we are keeping an eye on and um, watching for the effects of Nipah virus down in that area of the world. Paul, great stuff as always. I know folks could stay up to date with the latest or reach out with questions online, swinehealth.org. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks, Jesse.
That's Dr. Paul Sundberg with the Swine Health Information Center. This has been American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen. Have a great rest of your day.